it's Sean here on 106.5 Element FM. I'm hanging out in studio with the one, the only, Elijah Woods. Elijah, how's it going? Excellent, man. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks for being here. I want to start by asking you, uh, let's say you're working on your next album and you get free reign to collaborate with any three people, living or dead. Who are you hitting up? Ooh, I like it. Living or dead. So I just watched the Elvis movie, so that would be a very cool one. I think Elvis... uh, unbelievable talent and just uh, the voice of a generation um elvis for sure i love tori kelly i know there hasn't been like a ton of public success around her but i think her voice there's just something angelic about her tone she's incredible um and then little curveball um hans zimmer if you know who that is so he scored the lion king and um what else pirates of the caribbean and dark knight um he's like more of a movie guy but i think doing something musical with him would be very very cool that would be amazing. When are you uh, when are you gonna start working on rescoring Inception? Honestly, I gotta I gotta start doing this. I used to actually um, I used to use that as like a little writing exercise. I would mute movies and try to basically like write a piano piece over top of it, and then just like chop out little chunks of it. Um, and I used to like actually not be reasonably successful, but I'd have a lot of fun doing it. And they sometimes turn into songs. Nice, nice. Uh, just a quick side note here. Did you see his Coachella performance? Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's just my favorite. He's so cool. And he's just like, he's like this 70-year-old man who's just like rocking it on stage, plays every instrument. I got I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I still listen to the Amazing Spider-Man 2 soundtrack. Did not okay. like the movie, but I loved his soundtrack for it. Totally. It was, it was really good. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, you get into Toronto and you feel your stomach start to growl. Where is your go-to food spot in the city? Great question. I what have I been eating lately? Um, uh, there's this taco place called Colibri. Um, C O L I B R I. Um, really, really tasty. I'm like a huge sucker for good Mexican food. I love that. Um, and he like fried chicken, like Burger Priest. Oh my God, kill me now. Um, I have a reservation at Casa Madera, which I'm very excited about in a couple weeks. Um, apparently that's incredible. So we'll see that that'll be, uh, I'll come back on the show and tell you how it was. Give you like a full Yelp review. Please do. <laughs> I want the whole, uh, I want the whole review right there. Yeah, yeah. Also Burger Priest, if you're listening, hit Elijah Woods up. You can I'm have, here. you can have your version of the Travis Scott meal from McDonald's. I'm so ready. It's so good. Like I just can't, whatever they do to the chicken, I just, Oh It's so good. It's bananas. Now, you grew up in Perth, Ontario. A lot of people might not have heard of Perth, but in your opinion, what's the number one reason why people shouldn't sleep on Perth? (laughs) I mean, you should definitely sleep on Perth. (laughs) There's a, I mean, no, Perth Perth is fun. It's it's a very, very cute town. I'm very thankful to be from there. I mean, growing up in a small town, I think I learned a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have learned in a city. Um, I mean, raising kids in a small town, I think is is really, um, it's nice for them because they they create such like a safe sense of community um, with with people around them. And it sort of like, it forces interaction with the same people all the time. So you have to get good at like at figuring people out and like making sure that you're kind of friends with everybody because you don't have an option of finding a new friend group. So I think I, I think I learned a lot from that. Um, I would say the main reason not to sleep on Perth is actually beautiful. Like it's a really, really beautiful little town. I think it was like number 10 most beautiful heritage town in Canada or something. I, I saw some weird like blog TO article or something like a Buzzfeed article about it. But yeah, it's really, really cute. Lots of lots of cute little shops. Um, there's not much going on in terms of nightlife, though. So if you're looking for a party, do not go. Honestly, I'm surprised that BlogTO and BuzzFeed know about Perth. And that's coming from someone who's been to Perth, loves Perth. 
I'm just surprised they they're writing about Perth. Yeah, That's awesome. I think it I think it was a it was a BuzzFeed or like a some one of the one of those like news article things. We need more Perth love so they can get a nightlife. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Get a nightclub in Perth. Yeah. <laughs> you dropped your uh, most recent single ILU a little while back, and in it you sing about spelling out what you can't say. What was going through your mind while making that song? And what was the process of making it like? So um, my girlfriend had like left for a weekend. I've been I've been lucky enough to be with uh, my girlfriend for a couple of years now, and we spend all of our time together. Like she helps me a ton with um, everything I do on social media, and like just she's like my therapist basically. And when she leaves, I kind of like fall apart a little bit. Um, and I spent the weekend away from her, um, uh, maybe six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And she was gone for the weekend. I started writing this really depressing song. And it was all about like how much I missed her and how much like I just like I wish she was there and everything. And the melody was really, really cool. And then I kind of like looked at the lyrics I had written. And visually within the lyrics I'd written, I could see the word I love you sort of vaguely spelled out within the lyrics. And I was like, oh, I should just flip the whole song to just spell that out through the chorus. And then I did it and I put it on TikTok and it um, kind of went crazy. So I was like, oh, I should finish this song. And people were really relating to it. And then I sent it to my girlfriend. She really liked it. So that was a good a good sign. That's amazing. And it's funny that you mentioned TikTok because I feel like we live in an age of viral content and platforms like TikTok, they're, they're really generating and driving the conversation. Do you think that makes it easier or harder for new artists to break into the industry? Great question. Um, I am a huge, huge advocate um, as an independent artist to be as as fluid with social media as you possibly can. I mean, TikTok is is one of many avenues that you can use um, to go direct to fan as possible. So I would say it's a huge, a huge asset. I think it gives access to, um, I mean, I include myself in that, to people who normally wouldn't have that access. Like, I don't have a major label. I don't have a publisher. I don't have anything. It's me in my basement making this music. Making this music. I write it all. I produce it all. I upload it to DistroKid. I do the whole thing myself. Um, I do have a great team around me. To, to help me do that. But there's no major label money. There's no major label anything. And like for me, what allowed me to do that was my connection with my fans. And that's all through TikTok. That's all through social media. That's all through um, a, like the large part live shows and online. And that's what it's allowed me to do. So it can give anybody that opportunity. And the piece that I love the most about it is whatever your thing is, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's I don't know, like doing like funny trick shots on whatever. There's an audience for it because there's like a billion users on Instagram. There's a billion users on TikTok. It's like somebody's going to find you and they're going to be like, I relate to that. I like that. So it just lets you be yourself. And like, I love that. I just, I I think that's just, it's so cool because music is coming full circle in such a way where it's, there's, there's not as many gatekeepers anymore. And it's just like, I can go direct to somebody who actually likes my music and I'm getting the feedback from them rather than some dude in a suit saying, oh, this is a hit song. We're going to dump a million dollars into this. We're going to do the thing and whatever. I just, I, I think there's something really special about real interaction and that's what it creates for me. Totally. And I'll be honest, I was checking out your TikTok the other day. I am one of your 1.1 million followers on there. <laughs> And uh, I noticed you've been teasing a new a new single. Um, Always, always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what can you uh, what can you tell me about everything everywhere? Always. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm just consistently promoting music on there. I think what's nice about the platform also is that um, it's there's such a high volume of users that you can blast at a ton of content. So it kind of it lets me have a lot of fun with making the content. And yeah, I mean, everything ever always, I, I've always wanted to write a song that could be played at a wedding. Like I have this like really romantic idea about songs like Perfect by Ed Sheeran or um, can they go off the top of my head, but like songs in that sort of lane. Um, I really, really love the idea of 
creating a song that is a moment in time, like something that you are, you're at a wedding and you think, okay, I got two songs I'm going to play. I'm going to play everything ever always. I'm going to play perfect by Ed Sheeran. Like I'm hopeful that's, I'm putting that out into the, into the ether. So I really wanted to write a wedding song and I had one of my buddies up and we were um, actually 12 AM. If anyone knows who that is, phenomenal artist, incredible, incredible writer, um, local Toronto guy big love he was up and we were writing like a bunch of like really whack hip-hop stuff and we were just like experimenting doing all this like weird weird stuff and then i started singing that the the chorus melody of this new one and we were like oh that's really cool completely different lane like this like very sappy like piano ballad sort of stuff and i love it i was just like i was all about it and so we started writing it and we finished it kind of top to bottom in 20 minutes and i recorded it that night and threw it up on tiktok and it's been it's been really reacting so I'm, i'm excited to see sort of what happens I love it. And can you tell us when that's dropping? I can't because I don't know. <laughs> I, you'll, you'll be the first to know. Amazing. Keep, keep tuned in social media. I can't wait. If you want to find out when everything, everywhere, always is dropping, make sure to follow Elijah Woods. Elijah, where can people follow you? Elijah Woods Music on pretty much anything on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, actually, I think it's Elijah Woods on Twitter. But um, yeah, my biggest one is is TikTok. That's where I'm most active. So keep up to date with me and come see me at a show sometime. I'm doing some shows in, in the fall. So definitely come say hey. Thanks, man. Is there anything else you want your fans out there to know? I am so appreciative of the opportunity that music has given me. Um, it gives me so much, so much access to meet so many incredible people, and to to be seen as a creative um, is is ultimately just so rewarding and so so special. And I do not take it for granted. So thank you guys for giving me this platform, Elijah Woods. Thank you so much for joining me today. Awesome, thank you, dude.